The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love Hello the power. and good evening or good morning whenever you're listening to this. Uh, this is the Port Adelaide preview podcast for the Round 13 match against the Western Bulldogs. It'll be played on Thursday night, which is tomorrow night at the time of recording, at Adelaide Oval. Uh, I'm Portia, and joining me is Macca. Macca, how are you? Mate, very good. Very good, thanks. Yeah, good, Yourself? Good. Oh, look, I'm feeling pretty comfortable that we're in the middle of a winning run right now, so... Uh... It's good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, one in a row. That's uh, that's always a good start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after, failing, after failing upward uh, with our loss, it saw us lift from ninth to eighth. We finally had a, a nice win over the Premiers that saw us remain in eighth. So I didn't call it failing upwards to winning stagnation. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a weird one. but uh, no, I had the good. title uh, of the last episode, Succeeding Without Scoring. <laughs> that's that's oh, pretty fair, I figured that it? was pretty apt, I think. Oh, God, that second half was ugly, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. But we got the job done. That's all that matters. Yep, 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 yep. It just reminded me of all those times. Um, again, this is years and years and years ago. Obviously, talking about Choco era when we'd have that run of games where we just decided to piss about with the ball for a quarter because apparently we needed to practice that for when we needed to do it. Oh yes. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, I remember those days back in two thousand and five where. Yeah. Uh, we just go from the back pocket to full back to the other back pocket, yeah. back to full back to the other back pocket, and then turn it over. That was wonderful. Yeah, you needed to practice that. How I missed them. So you could do it when it, when it mattered. Yeah. <laughs> and look, it worked incredibly well in the uh, 2007 grand final, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, it worked really well. Brilliant. Mm. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, look, this week, we're up against the Western Bulldogs, and um, if you're looking for a team that is on the outer, it's this team. It's hard to believe that they won a premiership in anyone's living memory. I, 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 it's Incredible. Bizarre. Like, anyone <laughs> listening to this podcast... i this didn't actually happen. Yeah, anyone listening to this podcast, you need to be aware that they won a premiership in your living memory, however old you are. If you're old enough to recognise this as a podcast and, you know, understand language... Um, they love on a premiership in your lifetime. I, I am almost 100% certain this is part of the Mandela effect, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, must Where, be. Uh, like, everyone's just assuming that they won the premiership, but they actually didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that sounds... Uh, mm, that's the only explanation. <laughs> it certainly does explain it, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, gosh, gosh, gosh. Well, the Bulldogs, they have four and seven for the season. Um, they're coming off three losses in a row coming to this match uh, to Collingwood, Melbourne, and at Docklands and Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Mm. Um, but they had three wins in a row before that, so you sort of think, oh yeah, they're around a the mid-table. No, no, no. Those three wins in a row were all in Victoria, and they're against Carlton, Brisbane, and Gold Coast, who are all dreadful sides right now. Yeah, uh, and they're all. But they've won four games for the year, all against trash. Yeah, yeah. So... Essendon was the only other win. Yes. And that was in the midst of Essendon being total trash. So yeah. uh, they've got no form at all to speak of, which I guess makes this a, a huge danger game for us. <laughs> Look, it absolutely... I, I, I don't think it does. I don't think it does because normally... Oh, this is the sort of game, in the past few years, oh, this is the yeah. sort of game that we would lose, absolutely. No, because normally 
when we're up against a team that is awful and that's the game that we could lose, we can at least say some positive things about the team. Like we'll say, oh, no, we should win this one. I mean, yeah, they've got a good midfield and, yeah, their defence can hold up sometimes, but they're not all that good. But you look at the dogs right now and you just can't say any nice things about them at all. Like, there's, there's nothing and there's nothing and they're an empty shell of a team. It's it's appalling, and I guess we can talk about that in a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, so here's, here's the first one that is fascinating. Uh, they've got the fewest hitouts in the league and the second most hitouts against. So that's it says a lot it's about not, their ruck situation. Yeah, look, their their ruck outfit is, is not all that not, good. It doesn't to exist. be honest. Look, Eng- English is going to be a wonderful ruckman, but in time, he's <laughs> still uh, very young, very raw. Mm. Um, yeah, Roughhead holds his own a little bit. Trengove, I think, has played a little bit in there, but has been injured for the last month and a half or so. Um, None of their yeah, has just... played more than seven games. No, no. I, I can under, certainly understand why they are so low in hitouts and why they have so many hitouts against them. Yeah. But there is an interesting stat, which is they also have the fewest clearances against them. So I'm not sure how that works. How does that work, Macca? Maybe... <sighs> I don't know. Maybe have we checked out their total hitout stats? Maybe they just don't have a lot of um, that could be a lot of ball ups. Maybe I don't know. No, because they've got the second most. Maybe they don't against, have too many they? stoppages. Yeah, but even so, like second most hitouts against, like that or maybe says... their midfield does a good job at uh, sharking to losing Ruckman. That's got to be it, really, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, and uh, it it feels like they're definitely like they. You have to say that they're going into Ruck to negate. Um, They've got the six fewest disposals against, so teams aren't really getting a huge amount of disposal against them. And the Bulldogs themselves, their 10th run contested possession. They've got the fifth most bounces. Um, They they seem to handle the ball a lot, but that doesn't seem Mm. to do a lot for them. Um, I can see on Spreaker chat, I've just cocked a a serve from Mick Harrison. Um, (laughs) Heard the same against Carlton and Frio from you, Portia, and also the Essendon game earlier this year. Every game is a danger game. It's like, no, no, I think even... Maybe Carlton, I'd said there was nothing to them, but um, at least Frio and Essendon, I can speak nicely about some areas of their side. Um, like Essendon, I, I definitely said Danaher I very much like. I don't even yeah. like any of the Bulldogs players. <laughs> oh, I like a couple of them. Oh. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, no, on paper, they should be better than what they actually are. They're just not performing at all. I'm not sure what the issues are with their game plan, but whatever it is, it's just not working. Um, whatever Beveridge is doing, uh, do the opposite because uh, you're not doing it right, I think. I don't even know if it's coaching. I think it's just list, which is what makes it even more baffling. Um... No, I think their list is all right. Oh. As we forget, this is still the core group of what won a premiership apparently two years ago. Um, there's a lot of really good players, a lot of all Australian players in there. Um, I don't know. It's it's strange. It's just strange that um, they've dropped so far. Well, yeah, and this is the next section, which I've titled Lumpy Foot Syndrome. Um, the, so Mark's inside 50 is usually, a, you know, you would usually expect a team to kick most of the goal, most Goal, goals most times from a mark inside 50. You would expect that. If you've got a mark yeah. inside 50, you've got time to calm down. It's a set shot. You should be getting goals most of the time. 
Um, so despite the fact that they are fifth in the league for marks inside 50, which is actually really good, they've got the third fewest goals of any team in the competition, which is the exact opposite which end of bad. the ladder. Worse than yeah. the exact opposite end of the ladder. Um, they've got some really... Are we sure they're not, uh, they're not playing the Port Adelaide game, pl- game plan of uh, kicking to the pockets and that's why they score so few goals? But even then, even then, like we think that Port Adelaide's inaccurate. We're so much better than them. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> you know, it's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Like we're positive. Like they're negative in terms of goals to points this year. Um, you know, that's that's not un- that's not uncommon. They've got 104 goals and 134 points for the year. We think we're bad at 131 to 121, which is you know a positive perspective as opposed to being you know 70 percent of the goals to compared to points. Yeah, um, it's pretty ugly. Uh, they had a kick two goals fourteen against the Crows. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. That's that's not what you want to do. <laughs> no. Uh, their highest score in a loss is seventy nine points, which is eleven goals thirteen. Um, uh, the, well, that, that Crows game. Sorry to interrupt you there, yeah, Portia, yeah, but please, that Crows game do. was in the wet as well, uh, and they kicked two goals fourteen. What's the bet they come out and kick fourteen goals two this week? Oh, look, I mean, I don't think the Crows kicked anywhere near that badly <laughs> for what that's worth. <laughs> Uh, let's have a quick look. Yeah, the Crows kicked nine goals nine. So mm. even even there, <laughs> I don't understand. Um, and in theory, if you've got low skill, isn't it? Whether meant to sort of bring you back back into it? I, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so it's just weird. Um, and the only other thing you can say, I think the best thing you can say for them right now about the Bulldogs is the Empire still kind of love them. They've got the third fewest frees against and the eighth fewest frees for. So they've got a positive free count. Um, which for a bottom side, it's not that common. Um, mm. You know, it, it is fairly uncommon because frees do often get given for skill errors, or uh, I should say, physical skill errors. Let's say. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's the best thing I can say for them is that coming off three losses like the Hawks, where maybe the Umps will try and do the same sort of job, but I just don't think it'll matter. No, I don't think it will either. They're in no sort of form at all at the moment. The dogs that. You know, three weeks ago, they had one of their worst ever performances against the Crows. Um, they got thumped by Collingwood and they got thumped by Melbourne last week as well. So they're just not in any sort of form. Um, but as I said, I still think this is a bit of a danger game because I think everyone's expecting us to win and win comfortably. But you know, with the weather being as bad as it looks like being tomorrow, with the uh, uh, the potential for hail even, Mm. Um, I don't know. It might be a the great evener, and we might see the dogs uh, sneak in. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're tempting fate here, Portia. I'm going to tempt the shit out of fate because I'm not fearing it even the slightest amount. It, it's oh, no, it, unless we get like so many injuries, we can't field 18 players. We should be fine. <laughs> oh, tempting fate! Oh dear! Oh dear! Um, yeah, so uh, just another note on the speaker chat. Power, power, power is listening in live for the first time, so thank you. Welcome. Oh, good work. Um, and I guess we can just pop along to our selections this week, which uh, I guess... Very interesting. They're, they're a little interesting. Yes. Um, so the first one is Tom Jones is injured, Jack Comps comes that's in. That's a shame. It's a, it's that's, a huge that's, shame. But... That is a big shame for Tommy Jones because he has been in wonderful form. Mm. Um, yeah, he's arguably been our best player this year. Tommy Jonas, and uh, hopefully it's not too bad and he's back next week. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a downgrade for us, but at least we've got a like for Well, not even a like for like, but a, a cl- for the Bulldogs, it's close similar. enough to a like for it's like. Similar. <laughs> for the Bulldogs, yeah. it's close enough. Look, um, Homshaw, I liked what Homshaw was doing when he was in the side. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, he wouldn't have been the player that I would have uh, dropped if last we week. I'm, team, I'm happy he's back in. If we were against a good team, I'd say this was a horrible change for us um, and that we need Jonas back as soon as possible. But against the Dogs, I feel like it's not a huge loss. Um, the second change, uh, let's do the, the, the big one. one. Oh, no, let's do the, the lesser one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Less, so, Lindsay Thomas comes in for Jack Need, which... Yes. There's no one I really want to see shirt fronted even this week. Um, oh, I, I could probably name a couple. Who would you, who would you want to see shirt fronted by Lindsay Thomas? Uh, look, Apart from the all these weird names. Just anyone with a strange name. And they've got a lot of strange names. Like Honey Rourke Smith. Who the... <laughs> Fuck is Rourke Smith, for God's sake. Lucas Webb. Patrick Lipinski. Yes, Monica Lewinsky. That's, uh, I want to see <laughs> Lindsay shirt front him or her. No, look, Toby McLean surely has to be uh, number one on the yes, shirt yeah. front list yeah. across almost the entire AFL, yeah. let alone just for the dogs. He, he would be right up there for me. What about, um, I think that, the one that could get it that everyone would be like, oh, and feel sorry for them would be Josh Shackey. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Down and Out getting shirt front of a Lindsay Thomas. That seems like the sort of thing that would happen. Um, yeah. Anyway, going and what, to... what, what is more likely to happen is that he's going to shirt front Ed Richards and he's going to get done for being a racist <laughs> for knocking out a ranger. But because um, Ed uh, Richards is impossibly red. Isn't he? Um, it's that real kind of. As red as red can get. It, yes, that's right. That's right. Mm. <laughs> uh, and let's get on to the big change. Um, so Todd Marshall's back in. Great. Todd, Jack, yes. Jack Watts is out. Jack Watts yes. is out. Huge. Huge news. I'm really stoked at how I, uh, you know, talked up Jack Watts' game last week yeah. on the podcast yesterday <laughs> and uh, was really excited to see what, um, you know... A, Marshall coming back into the side is likely to free up Jack Watson, Charlie Dixon, and uh, no, nope, that's not going to happen because he's out. So uh, thank you for that port coaching stuff. That's wonderful. Um, but look, I, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that change at all. I'm very, very happy to have Todd Marshall back in. Yes. Um, look, if it's just for one week, fine, because it is going to be wet and it's going to be hailing and it's going to be terrible out there. And we don't want too tall a forward line, really, uh, in those sorts of conditions. But you know, I would have thought someone with the one-touch ability of Jack Watts um, and the clean hands and uh, accurate kick and all that sort of stuff, would have been, he would have been a player that I would have played uh, in weather like that. Um, sounds like they're not overly happy with his form, but then again, he kicked three goals against the Hawks two weeks ago as well. So, I don't know. Maybe... Um, Maybe they're just trying to pep him up for the match against Melbourne next week. I'm not sure. I think so. I, look, I, honestly, I think that there's a few reasons why you might give Watts the week off. The first one would be he's coming from a Melbourne football club fitness base to a Port Adelaide one, which is probably quite different. Um, and it's not going to hurt him to miss one week. Uh, and it certainly won't hurt him to miss one week and then come back against his old club. Uh, yeah, he just had a week off two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah, I suppose I don't know, but then I guess the other one is just weather. Weather, like we don't. Yeah. Do we do we really need three tall forwards this week against the dogs? Probably not. No, we don't. No, we don't. But um, got, I mean, Trent Gove's their biggest defender. I don't think they've got anyone else of any significant 
size to Oh, really Zane Cordy's. Zane Cordy's oh. tall. Yeah, he's tallish. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think it probably is just weather, really. And I think that hmm. I, I certainly would expect him to come back in against Melbourne unless there's I think it, some I secret think injury. They've said it's formulated. I'm pretty certain they're trying to sort of... Uh, yeah, coax him into some better form somehow, but I don't know. I, I've still liked what Jack Watts has done, to be honest. But I am very, very happy to see Todd Marshall back in the side. I think that's wonderful. Um, can't wait to see him out there, and, and hopefully he has a big game. Yeah, I guess there's always a, that cargo cult possibility that we've dropped Watts for, and hoping he's going to come back like uh, Tom Rockliffe did. Yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's uh, a, a good possibility. That that's uh, what they've done. Yeah. Now, now can I, I actually put down some notes on Jake Need, which if we can go back to that quickly, because I just want to ask the question, because I couldn't think of any. So, else. are you happy with that change, Jake Need for Lindsay Thomas? I'm very glad Jake Need's well, gone. Are you happy that Lindsay Thomas is in? Well, a bit of both, actually. Um, I'm glad that Lindsay Thomas is there to come in for Jake Need, uh, with Aiden Johnson apparently not quite ready. So, uh, oh, I just know he's out for the year, isn't he? Wasn't it? Who was he out for? Aiden Johnson. Yeah. No, Terrible. Johnson's uh, in the emergencies. Form? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. He did get injured a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he's back now, though. Yeah. Okay, cool. I thought of, I'm misremembering that. Yeah, so I'm glad that he was there to come in for Jake Need, but mostly I just wanted mm. Jake Need out. Um, I, I had a bit of a look at the, the all-time player list because I tried to work out how many Spudier players have played 50 games for us, and it was a short list. Um, I mm. think you'd probably... Andrew Moore, Stuart Cochran, and Stephen Daniels... Uh, have all cracked the 50, and they're all players I probably would say were worse than need, although Stuart Cochran, he did have a couple of good games. Um, Stuart Cochran, yeah. Yeah, he, did, he wasn't that bad. He'd be he'd be on... He could be ahead of need, but all the players that I listed as being spuddier than him had look, played look, less Stephen games Daniels than need. Stephen Daniels has to be number one, sure. He's right up there, and Andrew Donald Dickey would be up right there. there. Donald Dickey played about four good games. Oh, he played it, yeah. I, like, I think he's still Donald Dickey played about Jake four Nade. good games in a row, which just happened to be the first four games we ever played as a AFL team. Oh, and then he was okay ones after trash that. after that. Oh, still better than me, though. Mm. 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 Don't no. know. I disagree. And, and Andrew I disagree. Moore, I definitely would say, was worse than need. But the thing about all three of those is they all played fewer games than need. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Donald Dickey, I think he played more, but yeah. Donald Dickey played 55, so he's uh, oh, no, 10 short right. on Jakey. Yeah, so Jake's certainly at that, that precise point in the chart where it's like the most games played by, yeah, that intersection point. The Venn, in the Venn diagram. And too many games played. Sweaty players slash too many games. Um, yeah, so that's, oh, I hope he doesn't come back. I really do. I hope he doesn't have to come back, I guess is what I'm really we'll, thinking. We'll see him again. Look, he's going to be on the list for a long time, I think. God, I hope not. Why would he? Why? Because he comes in and he's capable of doing a job. What he's not capable of so doing is being a bona fide first 18 <laughs> player. Uh, that's what he's not capable of being. But as a list player, I think we will see him. I reckon we'll see him for at least another two years, at least. I really don't think we should. I think this should be it. Mm. All right. Well, look, we can move on now to the dogs, unless you've got something else you want to say. No, I was just going to say I'm also happy that Lindsay Thomas is back in the side, I think. Um, this is hopefully going to be the type of game where he can kick a few goals. Yeah, um, hopefully. Against, against the type of opposition that we're playing and also the uh, 
conditions as they're going to be. Hopefully, he has a bit of a day out. Um, I would really like to see that. It would be really nice to see, wouldn't it? Um, mm. Yeah. Like, if he... This is another thing. Like, if Lindsay Thomas comes in now and he stays in form, um, then I don't see... I definitely don't see Ned getting another game this year. You know, if Lindsay Thomas kicks goals, yeah. then Ned's out. And probably Aiden Johnson's, in, Aiden Johnson's ahead of him. So... Yeah. This should, this, this should be, unless we, again, have bad injuries or horrible form for some reason, this should be the last time we see Ned this year. Yeah. That's fair. Hmm. Uh, Alright, opposition. So they've made a few changes. Um, boo, boo, boo. Did I write that down right? So I'm just making sure I've got my outs right for them. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, that's good. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, ins are Zane Cordy, Mitch Wallace, Lucas Webb, and Shane Biggs. Uh, the outs, mm. Dale, Morris, Dale Morris injured, so that's an uh, experienced defender gone. Tori Dixon's injured, Jordan Ruffhead's out, and Matthew Suckling is out. Big outs for them. In the scheme mm. of their side, I think, uh, yeah, you know, Morris, even though he's yes. very much at the end of his career, uh, he's still a good player. Dixon kicks a lot of goals, mm. very, very accurate. Um, they'll miss him in that sort of weather. Uh, Ruffhead's been omitted, he's just not been in any sort of form. No. And Suckling can be dangerous on his day as well. Um, good to see Mitch Wallace back in the side. Yeah. I think they'll, he's you know, they've brought in Shane Biggs, so maybe he's a bit more consistent than. Suckling at the moment, um, he'll, he'll play down back. Um, and Cordy and Webb, I'm not really expecting all that much from. Yeah, yeah, no, I would say that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, so uh, going to the Rucks situation, we've already talked about how their Rucks is a bit of a shambles. Um, their individual Ruckman, and I'll only list the two that are playing this week, and that's Boyd and Trengove. So Boyd's yep. averaging 13 hitouts, 10 disposals, and one clearance. And Trengove, as a relief ruckman, is averaging four hitouts, fourteen disposals, and zero clearances. So, mm. as, a, as a threat, that's seventeen hitouts between them and one clearance, and twenty-four disposals between two players yeah. on the field. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> um, yeah, that is where they struggle. Boyd, you know, he's just sort of treading water. I guess he's yeah. just not. It's just not performing as uh, a number one pick should perform, but. No. I guess he's um, he's holding his own a little bit. Uh, but look, this is the sort of game where Ryder really should hopefully dominate this... uh, the hitouts and really start to um, you know, feed our midfielders a bit more. And hopefully what we don't see, as you uh, mentioned a bit earlier with the stats, uh, they're actually really good at sharking um, the hitouts. Hopefully that doesn't happen this week. Yeah, well, I don't even know that necessarily they're great at sharking the hitouts, but they just sort of do enough to make it nothing nothing interesting mm. and bring it into a contest. But uh, Paddy Ryder should be... Oh, this week, you would be expecting him to offer some pretty silver service at times. Uh, so I hope yeah. we'll see a, a bit of good Ryder to Gray or Ryder to someone at least. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see. I hope so. Ryder to Rockcliffe, maybe. That'd be nice. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, midfield. I've written down as my note, this is basically the only part of the team to give a shit about, um, which I don't know that that's Just too about. unfair. <laughs> No, I don't think that's all that unfair at all. Um, yeah. They do have a good midfield. Lock. Jack yeah. McRae's been one of the form he's players been... in the competition all year. He's yeah. an absolute lock for all Australian. He's he, yes. um, kind of changed the way he's played a little bit. He's playing a little bit more inside um, than he has done in the past, and he's absolutely thriving. So good on him. Uh, Lockie Hunter's had a really good season as well. Mm-hmm. He's averaging 28 touches a game. Uh, and Toby McLean has been the surprise packet for yeah. the season for me. 
um, you know, moving from more of a uh, sort of half forward slash, I guess what you would call the Travis Boak type role to being more of a pure midfielder. And, uh, you know, he's been one of the shining lights for them as well. He's having a great season. Yeah, look, I mean, they're certainly pretty solid. And, you know, Jack McRae's stats, for anyone that's not aware, he's averaging 33 disposals, six clearances, seven tackles, five inside 50s, and it was a goal assist stat, which I lost somewhere. <laughs> that was <Yeah>. clumsy. <laughs> no, he's dominating. He's yeah, doing really, really well. Yeah, so he's definitely got to be, you know, if you're talking about target number one, he's definitely it. Um, and they do bat a little deep in the midfield as yeah. well. They've got Wallace there. He's, yeah, he's, he's good. Right. He's a good tagger. They've got yeah. Daniel that can go through there. They've got Dalhouse that can go through there. Yes. Uh, obviously, Bontempelli as well, um, even though he's been playing mostly up forward um, mm. as opposed to being the pure midfielder uh, that he's been in the past. Yeah, uh, they've also got guys like Crozier and, and Williams that can run through there as well. So uh, they do have options that can play through the midfield and uh, keep us on their, on our toes. Yeah, look, I mean, this is definitely the area where they've got the, the biggest chance of doing something. It's just that, like the stats say, the season says, the record says that if they have a good midfield day, they probably still won't really be able to capitalise all that well if we perform even mm. our average game. Yeah. Um, and that that's Port Adelaide average. It's not like a league average game. That's Port Adelaide average. We should be fine. Um, yes. Port Adelaide average can be quite bad. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, moving on to the forward line. Um, here's here's going to be a fun stat if this continues on until the end of the year, which will be, who is the leading goal kicker for the Western Bulldogs in 2018? Because right now it's a guy called Billy Gowers. Um, Billy, yeah, William Gowers. <laughs> William Gowers in his William first Gowers. season. And I thought, who the hell is he? He's a rookie from 2015. <laughs> so he's been around for a little while. And you can tell he should be at the top of that goal kicking chart because he's kicked well, he's 14 goals, 10. He's an ex-Carlton okay, rookie. Ah, um, interesting. Then he's, he came back in. He got redrafted. And, no wonder uh, I never bothered learning his name. <laughs> yeah, look, he looks like um, Justin Sherman, if you remember him, from uh, the, also the Dogs in Brisbane um, okay, sure. back uh, a decade or so ago. Uh, he reminds me a lot about him. He's actually uh, had a really good year this year. He's, yeah. um, he's performing a role. He's probably taken um, Dixon's role to some extent. Okay. Um, Tory Dixon's role, yep. and uh, and he's doing it all right. He's he's holding his own and he's kicking goals. So good he's on. getting a goal a game, basically fourteen yeah. goals, ten for the year in eleven games. So you know, for a guy in his first season, you'd always say that's good for a club. Yeah, look, they've only got kicking, it's that was bad. <laughs> they've only got sorry, they've got three players that are averaging more than a goal a game, and yeah. it's only just more than a goal a game. Yes, that's right. Uh, so they're not scoring a lot of goals, these no, guys. But... No, Bontempelli is the second highest goal kicker with 12 goals, 8. Yeah. Which, uh, mm, mm. He's not spending Says enough a lot. time forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and I'll put down a little stat here for the lumpiest feet, uh, which is Jason Johannesson. He's kicked two goals, 8 this year, which is pretty impressive. That's not um, bad. And Lockie Hunter's kicked three goals, 8. Um, there you go. Our worst for, accu- or for goals to behinds is Don Barry. Uh, maybe Charlie Dixon at eight goals, 14, which is not great. That's, that is yeah, bad. That um, is bad. But if you look at, we, we talk about how inaccurate we are in front of goal. Like eight Port players have kicked more points than goals. Uh, mm. And that's actually not bad. Richmond have eight, Sydney have eight, Geelong have eight, and West Coast have six. Uh, the Bulldogs have 15. <laughs> so that's, again, a bit of a jump. Um, okay. In terms of accuracy at goal, you'd have to say. Yeah. Uh, I don't see how we lose this one. Um Moving on to the defenders, they're all right. 
Easton Wood, you know, he's captain of the team, he's okay. Trengove mm. is okay. Zane Cordy coming back in. If he wasn't just coming back in this week, you'd say he could be all right. But coming back in, you've got to wonder. Uh, Ed Richards is actually doing all right for his, his debut season. He's played, what, 10 he games is. already? Um, yeah, he's, he's doing well. He's at that point where you'd normally expect a, a first-year rookie, you know, directly out of the draft to start dipping in form. So we'll see how that goes, um, particularly seeing as they haven't had a buy yet. So it'll be interesting to see if he can hold up much longer. But, you know, he might. Yeah, look, he's having a good year as that sort of running yeah. halfback flanker. He's doing a bit of a, a defensive job as well. He's doing well. Yeah. Eason Wood's a really good player. It's going to be interesting to see who... Uh, a good old mate Jackson Trengo plays on. Who do you think he's going to play on? Well, I mean, there's really... If you look at the Port Adelaide forward line, you say there's two really tall guys and you've got one really tall defender. Uh, and between Marshall and Dixon, you have to say he probably goes to, to Dixon first. But if, Marshall gets so. away, yeah. but if Marshall gets away, he might try and switch. But I don't think... He, I don't think... If I'm thinking about Marshall versus Trengove, I don't think Trengove is smart enough, fast enough, or maybe he's good at spoiling enough. Mm. But I just don't yeah, think he, unless the I'm ball comes expecting. in, if delivery to Marshall is anywhere you know near league average, then Marshall would win that one hands down. It's only if we start yeah. lofting you know terrible helicopter kicks into the forward line that you'd say Trengove has a real shot at beating him. Yeah, um, that's right. Oh, I would think Trengove's going to play on Dixon. Yeah, um, he's the only one that has the sort of genuine size and strength to actually play on him. I think. Yeah. Um, I would expect Easton Wood to play on Marshall. Um, I think Cordy will go to West off and the rest um, will sort of please themselves a, a little bit, I guess. Easton Wood's given away 10 centimetres on uh, Marshall, more than. Yeah, he's got a huge leap, though. So it's yeah. not not that much difference in reality, I think. Again, it comes down to delivery. Like, if we if, if Marshall's leading and we're kicking to the leads, then Wood's probably a bit screwed. But if it's helicopter kicks, he should be that leap might come in as a factor. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right, so that's the dogs. We found it very hard to say some positive things. I didn't bother, but Macca managed a few, I think. I think we did all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to uh, even out the karma here and uh, so we don't get <laughs> uh, obliterated tomorrow night in an embarrassing display. Uh, look, um, yeah, all right. Uh, the game in general, should we be concerned about Luke Beveridge? I would say no. <laughs> Uh, I would say probably not. We beat them last year. Um, they're not in good form. He doesn't have the tools. At hand. He doesn't have the, we, we should we should be winning this game, really. And so I'm not com- I'm not really concerned about what Beveridge can do on game day to change no. things. Whether he's got the, the team and the game plan to beat us from you know the first bounce. That's another question. Um, uh, and whether they can handle the conditions. But then again, you look at how they played against the Crows, and that's one of the worst games they've ever played as a football club. So, as I said, hopefully they bring that uh, Hopefully they bring that out again, because uh, we could do with a big win. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only so much you can do with that kind of list. I just think it's really weak and maybe a bit unlucky. Mm. Um and as far as psychological advantage, I mean, they've lost three in a row. We're not a bottom four side and the game's not in Melbourne. So it's, we've got 100% of the psychological advantage. And if anyone's considering a bet on the dogs, don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't. Just don't. Just don't. Mm. Um, all right. Questions from Bigfooty. Have we got any? We've only got a couple this week. It's probably not uh, enough to ask, is there? Not really. Um <laughs> 
Rahman has said, what's the dumbest thing Ken has done all year and why is it dropping Jack Watts? Um, I wouldn't say it's dumb. It's, I would say it's dumber that we only just dropped Jake Need. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, that, that, that's just one off the top of my head. There's probably heaps of others. Um, I don't know. I think Jack Watts out is, is not optimal. I, I do like us still better as a, t- as a side with those three forwards that we started the season with and played really well. Um, and hopefully we'll see that come back. But you mm. know, as far as this specific week, like if you're going to do it for whatever arcane reason they have for doing it, maybe it's fitness management, maybe it's something else, then yeah, okay, this week it's fine. Next week I want him back. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Uh, next question. Are you interested in the World Cup? Portion? Not even a little bit. No. Not <laughs> even a little bit. That's great. So who's your World Cup winner and dark horse then? <laughs> Um, going on what I remember from the last soccer game I watched, which would have been eight years ago, maybe. Oh, I'm going to just arbitrarily say Brazil. And what was the second part of that question? Who's your dark horse? Uh, Germany. How's that sound? That's probably right, yeah? (laughs) They're both in, so you've done well. Yeah. Uh, They're both playing the tournament, so that's a good start. And if if I have to name a team that I traditionally kind of almost enjoy watching it's Netherlands but I don't know if they're in or not are they in? No they're not no, okay. no. there you go no they're not in this time yeah. and will Australia get out of their group? yes oh that's positive that's good <laughs> who are we in a group with? that's very good uh, we're in uh, not a great group yeah, oh, I think they've called oops. it the group of death I think we're in with France so that's not a good start but well, the, um, I think Denmark and out. Peru are the other two teams as well but uh, I don't think we'll get out. I don't think we'll get out of the uh, the group, um, but I think we'll win against Peru. Is what I'll say. Um, I think we'll lose the other two games. So it's France. I'm going to say France Peru. for the win. I'm going to say France for the win. Yeah. And not so much a dark horse, but I'd love to see Belgium do well because they've got an extremely talented side and they seem to under deliver uh, quite often. So I'd like to see them turn it around and. Uh, and actually have a good tournament. Fair enough. Mm. Oh, come on. We're up against Peru and Denmark, as well yeah. as France. Yeah, okay, France beats us, sure. But you'd have, I'd reckon we'd have to be a chance of jagging against Denmark. Uh, um, not sure. Chance. Maybe not a great chance. And I suppose we'd be probably playing for a draw against Peru. And if you do that, that might be enough for second. Who knows? Mm. You never know. You never know. You've only got to make top two. It's, it's still possible. Yeah. Uh, Gremio Power has asked, could or should we use Ryder and Dixon more closer to how West Coast uses Nick Nat and Lysett? No. Um, and the key distinction there is that um, while Nick Nat and um, Ryder are both genuine Ruckman, Lysett's not a genuine key forward and Dixon is, so you automatically have to treat them differently. Yeah. And Dixon's importance good. to our forward line is extreme. Yeah. Even even performing badly, he's still important. Yeah. But I do like Ryder up forward. I do like uh, when oh, yeah. he plays up forward. Yeah, um, that becomes more of a, a Ryder and Marshall sort of thing than in that case for me. And yeah. that's, if you, that's if you want to put Marshall in ruck, which I don't think we do. So, mm. um, if, if Frampton, no, again, if, if, if Frampton or Hayes was fit and playing in the side, then that would be a valid comparison. If you say that... Do we want in years to come to have Ryder and Hayes be our Nick Nat slash Lysett? Yes, that would be yeah. my response. And I think it would could be better or should be better in time than a Nick Nat and Lysett combo. 
yeah. if you can if you can if you have Ryder in and Hayes keeps developing like we expect he should and builds on that talent that we know he's got and he you know gets that bulk to play AFL football, um, then a Ryder and if if Ryder hangs around long enough, a Ryder and Hayes combo. Oh, I want to see that. Oh. Yeah, that'd be good. Be very good, I think. It's Would excellent. be delicious. And that's it. That's all the questions I got. Oh my goodness, this is going to be a short one, isn't it? It is. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Here's a question for you. When are we going to be hosting the World Cup? When's it going to happen? Uh, never. No, because we don't have enough money for bribes. Is that it? Pretty much. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to say never. Yeah, it kind of that's, has to be. That's what I'm going to say. Like, even though there's theoretically infrastructure here for, and you know, there's not going to be any lapse in audiences or anything like that, you have to say never, really. I mean, it's just going to be a big inconvenience for other sport, really, as well. Like, you would have to put the AFL season on hold, essentially, to to play it. I don't think uh, that's a factor. I just right? can't see that happening. I don't see that as a factor. And arguably... I don't see it as, as a factor for why we're going to get it or not going to get no, it. It's no, just a, yes. a point <laughs> that I'm making, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't think... I don't think... I don't think we'll get it in the next 20 years. I yeah. don't think I'll be alive to see a World Cup in Australia. No, not even Australia slash New Zealand. It wouldn't happen. Nah, I wouldn't think so. You'd have to think there'd be an outside chance of an Australia slash New Zealand, though. Like, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Like, just, just so they can say they ever they have hold, held one World Cup in Oceania once. Yeah, <laughs> maybe in 30 years' time. Yeah, yeah. If, if yeah. there's some sort of rigorous uh, corruption overturning within the FIFA, um, then maybe, but yeah. it won't be. So that's, that's fine. Right. It won't change. Excuse me. What, isn't Qatar getting the next one? Is it Qatar getting the next one after Russia? Yeah, Qatar or Dubai, one of them. Something <laughs> like that. Great. That's perfect. That's going to be good. 50 <laughs> degrees every day, every match. That's uh, what could possibly go wrong. Yeah, it's real healthy. And, and there certainly won't be any slave labour involved in building the stadiums. <laughs> No. Oh, God. Mm. All right. Well, look, I guess we can get to the final wrap then, seeing as there's no more questions. Not a very curious lot, but again, there's not much to ask about the contest of Port versus the Dogs. That's how confident Port Adelaide is. We're not even asking questions about it. We're just waiting to see the big smashing and getting ready to complain if it's not more than 40 points. So, Oh, dear. Getting, speaking of which, who's your winning side and what's the margin, Macca? Dogs by three. You've tempted fate far too much this podcast. They're going they're gonna to listen to this and they're gonna say, Screw you, Porsche, we're gonna win the game. So dogs by three. Honestly, they could all be listening to this right now live. They could all be extremely angry and annoyed. They could go out and they could bribe the umpires and not just rely on them deciding to screw Port Adelaide. They could they could control the weather and magically make it be the whatever weather they want. They could control the winds and make it so that they're always at the kicking end for goals. Um, yeah. They could pray to God and God could listen and try to answer, but they still wouldn't win this week. That's how confident I am. So, no, look, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a low-scoring, uh, close affair because of the weather. So I'm going to say Port by 17 points. I'm going to say, even with the weather, Port by 50. Oh, that'd be good. We need that. We do need that. We do need that, particularly if the dogs can be made to score two goals 14 again. That's pure percentage at that point. Yeah. Um, be very nice. 
Um, who's your highest goal kick of the port? Who's going to kick? Uh, Lin- Lindsay Thomas with three. Look, I actually, I know we never agree on this, but I'm just going to agree with you. I reckon it's going to be Lindsay. Yeah, I reckon yep. he's going to be the one that gets away. So, uh, yep. Lindsay with three. I think that's the first time we've agreed on that. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a question that might pertain to Lindsay. Is there a fringe player that's going to lock up a spot by playing well this week? Yes. Lindsay Thomas. Yeah, yeah. I think we both have to say that. <laughs> if he's keeping like three goals, then he's uh, definitely locking up a spot for next week. Yeah, we have to both agree on that one too. Uh, yeah. Next one, rephrasing the question. Are we still on premiership track? Yes. Yes, clearly we are. Definitely. Absolutely. We're eighth and we're playing a bunch of shitty teams in the near future. Um, we should be certainly on track for finals. And if you're on track for finals, I mean, this, the team we're playing against this week shows that if you're on track for finals, you're on track for possible premiership. Um, yeah, and are there any other games mm. this week that you're looking forward to? Well, actually, for the first time ever, probably all of them, to be honest. Really? Okay. I think they're all... Help me through it. Cause I, only... I think they're all very evenly matched they evenly matched, but do you want to watch them? Like, this is this is the Gold trickiest. Coast versus St Kilda might be evenly matched, but I don't want to watch it. Oh, I never said I wanted to watch it. I just said ah. it's going to be interesting. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, no, I don't really want to watch Gold Coast versus St Kilda at all. But no. you never know. Sometimes bad teams versus bad teams ends up being a really, really good, close, exciting match. So okay, okay. Uh, could possibly happen. But this is the first week where I reckon it's very, very hard to tip most of these games. Um, Sydney West Coast, that's going to be a cracker. That's going to be an absolute... Yeah, that's, that was a mine. Yeah, like... Could be potential sort of game of the year sort of thing, I would think. Uh, can West Coast get over the Swans away from away from home? That's, uh, that's a big question. I think that if you're looking at like non-traditional rivalries that are always seem to have a really good contest, it's Sydney West Coast. I think that in any given year, you could pencil those matches down as being good contests for the most part. Mm. Um, yeah. It's fascinating. I like even back in the two thousands and probably before that as well, really, when you know, West Coast were at the top. Um yeah. Carlton Fremantle. Eh. I think Carlton are a big chance of winning that. Oh, they should, yeah. That's, to be honest. I, I think Fremantle have a bit of a come down. <laughs> I think St Kilda are a big chance of being in Gold Coast. In Metropolitan. Um, yep. Okay, okay. Look, Gold Coast are in shot we speak about the dogs form Gold Coast are playing yeah. is terrible they are yeah. literally the worst team in the league at the moment Gold Coast yeah, so okay. uh, I think Saints are a big chance of getting a getting a win um, a much welcome win for them uh, Hawks Adelaide that's going to be a really tough one um, be Adelaide have been absolutely slammed this week in the media good uh, you know there's another seven players I want to walk out so that's uh, that's obviously Oh, really? Both, both humorous and... Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that. Haven't you? No, oh, no. there's r- rumours that Mitch McGovern, who only signed a contract August last year, he's uh, he wants out. Eddie Betts is looking at retiring at the end of the year because yeah, of all the shenanigans sense. in the pre-season. Yep. Um, so, look, that, pff, I don't know. Backs against the wall. Maybe they'll get up against the Hawks at the MCG. They beat them there last year. Um, so that, that could well happen. And Geelong Richmond, that's... Um, that could yeah, be okay. That's uh, that's going to be a cracker as well. So, yeah, lo- lots of uh, interesting matchups this week. Yeah, fair enough. I suppose that Hawks and Crows one could be interesting. John Cats versus Richmond. I mean, it's one of those games where I can see it might be an interesting match, but I just couldn't bear to listen to any single commentator uh, comment comment on the game mm. um, because they'd be referring to every single player as by nickname, and I, I don't want, I don't want to hear that. 
Because because they're all great blokes and they're all good premiership Victorian premiership players. I just don't want to hear that ever. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> when it's just one team you can bear it just about, but if it's both teams like, Oh my god. <laughs> Kill the yes. baby. Don't choose. <laughs> no. So here's a question. What's yes. the crowd gonna to be tomorrow night if it's gonna be wet and potentially hailing? Against a shit team like the Bulldogs that won't bring any fans. Um mm. low. Uh, will it be the last this year? No, because it's a Friday night game, so that'll at least get a Metropolitan. Shall we Thursday go? Night. Maybe. Oh, Thursday, oh, Thursday night, yeah, isn't it? Thursday night. Mm. Oh, shit, that's going to be real bad, isn't it? <laughs> I reckon we might get sub-30. Oh, that'd be tough, wouldn't it? I guess it depends just how wet it is going to be. If it's uh, if it's teaming down yeah, uh, it's, it's an, an hour or so before the yeah. game, then oh, I no. think there's going to be a lot of... People are going to go, oh, we might just watch this one on TV, I think. I reckon that the call will be made on whether to go or not before you leave work for, for working mm. people. So it'll be like, I reckon if it's raining at four o'clock and it's like properly raining at four o'clock, I reckon yeah. the crowd will be could be sub 30. But if it doesn't start raining till about you know six, then it's probably going to be okay. Because yeah. you've made the decision by that point, yeah? <laughs> like even yep. if you haven't started, you've made the decision, you started getting ready and you planned out your evening. Whereas if it's four o'clock, it's like, no, nah, let's just not go. I'm just going to go home and have some hot coffee and watch something on Netflix. <laughs> Fair enough. I reckon I reckon that's the sort of thing and just be happy. Um, yeah. Rather than watching a slog in person in the rain, because not everyone's undercover. Um, no, that's true. It's not Docklands. Fair enough. All right. Well, look, I reckon I'll just check in on Spreaker Chat if we missed much. Here we go. Uh, Mick Harrison's predicted 36k. Pommy Powers predicted 29k for the crowd, which uh, certainly that seems like being in the range, doesn't it? Around that. Yeah. Um, and Mick has also reinforced his earlier point where he slammed me for predicting and usually getting it wrong. Um, I've seen us be completely certain too many times to completely look as if the game was rigged. Um, <laughs> he reckons it's a danger game. So, yeah, I don't agree at all. Um, I think this is if there was if there's any game in this season that is not a danger game, this is it. There you go. I think that's. I I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> I know I'm right, Macca. You can you can <laughs> put it in an encyclopedia. You can start writing it now. <laughs> Look, I hope it's a big win. It has to be a big win. Yes. Yes. I Six think. plus goals, thanks. Look, it's uh, six goals should be what we get, yeah. Like that—that yeah. that should be what we get. If we get less than six goals, you go, oh, come on. If you get more than six goals, you go, yeah, all right, good. Um, it'll be fine. And but more importantly, I, I don't want the dogs to score much. I think this has to yeah. be—we want them low scoring. I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah, quote me, Mick. Mick's threatened to quote me on that, and that's fine. <laughs> go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm that confident. It's not quite house betting time, but it's pretty close. Not that I have Whoa. a house. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, thank Good you for stuff. coming on, Maka. Thank you for our live no listeners. That was uh, certainly entertaining. Um, and thank you to all the people listening to the podcast on the way to work or over breakfast or on the way to the game on the train, ruining the decision that you made when it wasn't raining at 4pm but now has started to rain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Too late to turn around now, people. Yeah, it's bad luck. You're on the train. Just go there and hopefully you'll see a good win. It would be nice That's to it. see and Marshall kick a few goals. I think that's really important. That might be a factor yes. for some people that feel a bit of sympathy for the situation he's gone through, which I think is every Port Adelaide fan. Everyone, um, yeah. 
be nice to be it would be nice to be there to you know give Marshall the nice reassuring cheer when he kicks his first goal. So absolutely, yeah. go go for that if nothing else. Definitely, Definitely. I agree. All right, Khan Port. Khan the Ports. Khan foul. Ports. Here he is, like that. If it's not running, it's dispatching a quick handball, a reflex from the pack. Stephen Williams does equally well to Malakellis, dodging and weaving, a little bit of shadow boxing, gets it away to West. This is where he hurts. He gets in front. He gets inside of 50, has a look at the goals and finishes it off. He can play Robbie West. And at the 13.